Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the, Marriott's on the move. If you're dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 23 years to five of America's top cities, I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. I help you develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. Traveling to explore your dreams has never been easier. Now let's get moving. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh my gosh, we have a spooky sensation for you today. I'm so excited. I have Jorianne the Coffee Psychic, who is right outside of Chicago in Crown Point, Indiana, and she works all over the United States. And for the last 40 years, Jorianne has pioneered a new way of predicting the future. So she looks into a steaming cup of coffee. She is a psychic medium, and we're going to get into all kinds of definitions and all the stuff that that means. Um, But she's got a talk show on Thursday nights, and she's a regular on radio shows. She's been in numerous newspapers. She's done a ton of television appearances like Shows like Sightings, Unexplained Mysteries, Fox Thing in the Morning, which is a huge morning show in Chicago, and just many, many more. So her process is completely fascinating. And if you haven't seen it, she's got videos on her website, but she is amazing to watch in her craft. And luckily, I've been the recipient of many readings because I am lucky enough to call her my aunt. So basically what she does is it's a variation of a time-honored practice of tea leaf reading, and she... It's a major form of divination, which is in traditional Hispanic or in traditional, it's traditional in Hispanic cultures. Okay. And then her process begins with a quick meditation. She pours cream into a cup of steaming coffee, and then she receives psychic impressions by interpreting the images that she sees in the bubbles and the steams and creams, which she's been practicing for over 40 years. You would never know it because look at her. She's beautiful and she looks like she's 40. So welcome to the show, <laughs> Aunt Jo, otherwise known as Jory and the Coffee Psychic. I'm so Thank you, Marriott. It is my great pleasure to be with you. I am so excited about your show. You know how much I love you. And Marriott on the Move is the best title for your show. Right. I'm always on the move. Marriott's You're always on the move, right? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't think if you ever say that it's like, this is it, I'll go like, mm-hmm. I am sure it is. But you have perfected it. So that's what's really amazing. You are so great at what you do. So I'm so glad that you're finally bringing it to everybody. Share that with them. Thank you. What's so funny is that when I moved into this house, I had postcards made that said, last move 
I promise. Or last move. And then on the other side, I said, I swear. And I never sent them. And I'm like, well, it's a good thing I never sent those. I'm just going to have to put a little a little sticker over for my next address because I'm not staying in this house. And we will we'll actually talk about why, too. Yes, we will. It's uh, using your intuition, by the way. Thank you. Well, it, it was it was only validated when you came and visited. So, um, okay. you know, I I will say that um, I have lived in a couple haunted houses. The one that I'm currently in for sure has some really random, weird energy. And um, the first one that I, I moved into, because um, I've had, what have I, four houses now? Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that I lived in in Chicago. So I don't ever tell my Aunt Jo like what's happening. I just casually dropped that I would love for her to come over and check out my house. And she's always so obliging, regardless of where I am. I mean, luckily her daughter lives like an hour away from me. So like, you know, I get to see her a fair amount, which is awesome. Um, but so my, my house in Chicago, like I, at one point, I would always feel like weird things. I would smell weird things. And I had been pushed one more, you know, once mm. prior to the incident that I I will share. And I had a couple girlfriends staying in town and they they literally said like, Mary, at one point you were like making us sandwiches. And then all of a sudden you were just on the floor. And I don't even remember like being on the floor. And mind I you- I remember that. I remember, remember? that. I do. I, I woke up the next day and I was like, you guys, were we in a car accident last night? Because mind you, it, it, we were celebrating my birthday. So I had had a couple of drinks and I think the lights were on, but nobody was home. But regardless, mm-hmm. I did not fall. I, I'm just not a clumsy person. Right, and so right. like fast forward, gosh, it had to been like a month or two. And it was like a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. bright out. You know, it wasn't like it was dark in my hallway or anything. And I had a duplex down, which in rental terms means or home terms, it means that you've got um, your first floor where you walk in your front door is upstairs. And then your downstairs is still above the ground or it can be below ground like a basement. But that's where a majority of like bedrooms and things are as well. So I had a duplex down. And I didn't have, I had put all new hardwood floors in. My dad and I renovate, renovated the houses. It, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was walking down the stairs and about the third stair down. And mind you, I had shoes on. So it wasn't like I slipped. Mm-hmm. I physically felt someone's hands push me from behind. And I hit the last two steps with my butt. And oh, I was God. like, I did two things. One, I called Empire and had a runner put in on the stairs. So it was carpeted, but two, I heard that you were coming in for Terry's birthday and that's her other daughter. And I was like, can you new house? And she was like, of course. And then I didn't tell her anything. And she's like, oof, okay. We got some, we got some work to do in here. Huh? And I was just like, and she goes, who pushed you? And I was like, darn it. I knew this place was haunted. I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, I think people always think of hauntings as like things flying across the room, like a poltergeist, but like, what are some, those are some ways that hauntings show up, but like, what are some other things that you can experience and like might be spirit? Gosh, I'll, I'll tell you, Amir, you know, the, the thing that we look at is we look at, um, people that, which is all of us. I heard, I always say, I heard a rumor. None of us are getting out of this thing alive. Okay. Number one. So (laughs) just know there's a beginning date and an end date. Yes. So, and that's just, just the natural process, uh, rite of passage. So the, the point is many people, when they make their transition, 
they normally go into the light or whatever term you want to use on the other side. But there are many different levels which some people can get caught up in. Now, when people get caught up on not knowing that they've died or they're lost or they choose, like in the movie Ghost, not to go there because they've got unresolved issues to do, you know, or they're not even sure that they're dead. You have people that are just either uh, locked to a location, locked to a piece of property, a dresser, anything like that. Um, they're they're confused, they're lost. But can you have any? Have you can you have any good haunting? So you've got the ones that actually can forget who they are, where they're at, hauntings, dead people. I have done so many exorcisms because I consider myself an exorcist, also of people and of homes. And uh, so your question is just perfect. I had this one house that I went to, it was on the South side and it was a Hispanic family. And uh, so it was a good and bad. So here's the good, here's the bad, here's the good. Uh, I walked in and it was bad because the woman's, I said, there's a tall blonde man that's over your bed at night looking at you. She goes, yes, yes. And I'm like, okay, hang on, hang on. Let me talk with them. And then I'm getting, uh, so that can be scary when somebody's waking you up at night and you can see through them, okay? It's a sign that he's dead. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm talking to him and he's like, no, it's the medication. They're taking the pills. They're taking the pills. And I said to her, I said, who's on medication? And she goes, nobody. And the husband said, I am. So he'd gotten some new medication. And, and I'm talking to this dead man and he goes, you know, I'm just trying to stop him. I'm just trying to stop him. So he doesn't kill himself. Oh my gosh. So this was a very good haunting that this young man who was just like a, he died, he was hanging around. He didn't have a, he was, he died on his bicycle as a matter of fact, uh, but he was old enough. So he ended up coming in to save these people. And, uh, the man told me, he goes, I didn't know how much I was supposed to take. So I just keep taking more. Oh my gosh. So he literally could have killed himself. And this spirit was trying to protect him. This dead man. So, that's the, so there's good hauntings too. Not just always bad hauntings. Bad hauntings. Good hauntings. So, so do you mind if I share this little part about the rest of the story? Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever heard this story. So the reason they called me was her son was being choked at night. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. And they literally, they're like, we're moving out of here. And, and please, please, please come. And it's like, okay. So I came in and as I'm going around the house, I can, you know, the man, he had actually had marks on his throat. So he had been being oh choked gosh. by this dead guy. Now, as I'm going through this, I go into a house and I'm in an altered state. So I can actually see into the other planes and to the uh, etheric planes. And here is this woman. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, did you go on a trip to Mexico? And she was like, yes. I said, were you pregnant? She said, no. And they were going back about 20 years. Right. I said, ma'am, I said, I'm like this. When my people tell me when my finger comes out. I like know that look. <laughs> I know that look. You're like, Marianne. It's <laughs> it's like, are you hundred percent sure that you were pregnant? Yeah. I said, because I see you on the side of the road and you're in Mexico and you're traveling and now you're bleeding. And she said, yes, I remember that. 
the man that was choking this, her living son, was the baby, the spirit that was in that uh, miscarried baby. And it was his intention to get back in line and jump back in to be reborn. And he was telling me, he stole my body. <gasps> oh my gosh. Like, insane. I don't oh know what God. to do. I have got goosebumps. I'm yeah. like, still today, when I remember this dead man talking to me, <laughs> he was so mad that this other spirit, which turned out, which is, turns out to be the living son now, jumped in front of him in line and got into the body before he had a chance to take that body. Wow. So he had like a vendetta against this guy. He did. Wow. He did. It's like, how dare you steal my body? So again, my job is to go in here and talk with this dead man and really get him to understand, look at, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened to you, yeah. uh, unfortunately, but, but by staying here, it's not helping you. You know, we want to get you to cross over into the heavenly realms. We're going to get you to the right place. The Monroe Institute would call it the park. So this way he can reconcile whatever happened and then go in for another incarnation if he wants. Wow. So that really turned out really well. I was very, very satisfied, very happy with the way it turned out. I was able to get him across the border, the other man across the border. Um, the man stopped taking the medication inappropriately. Good. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think around, we, hopefully. Saved, we saved a life there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And they didn't want to move back into the house anymore because it was so scary to them. I said, your, I said, your son that was supposed to be born, I said, he's in a better place now. So you can, you can move back in now. Do you think but they, they did? Sold, no, they sold the house. Oh, did they? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but if somebody, it was if somebody was choking me, I, I mean, look at all the things that have happened in my house, right? Boom. Play it. Have you ever listened to a commercial on the radio or a podcast and thought, I could totally do that? Well, I am challenging you today. Being a voiceover artist is an amazing side hustle that can be done from the comforts of your own home. Heck, it can be an amazing career. Just ask Jesse Carroll. Jesse's got over a thousand voiceover credits to his name. Ever watch Backroad Truckers? He's the narrator. He's also done a ton of commercials for brands you would definitely recognize. If you're ready to try your hand at voiceovers, go to marriottsonthemove.com and head to my favorites page to learn more about his new digital course and coaching package. If you use code MOTM, you'll get 20% off at checkout. Have you heard of Monate or Modern Nature? I hadn't either before my friend Monica was raving about their skincare products that she's obsessed with. I took their hair quiz to find out which product line would be best for me since I just happened to be looking for new shampoo and conditioner, and I signed up for their VIP package that got me a little bit of everything to try out. Turns out they are the first anti-aging hair care line in the world, which I didn't even know was a thing, and their products are gluten-free, vegan, and Leaping Bunny certified, which means they're never tested on animals. Now I'm obsessed with their rich formulations that feature botanical extracts, essential oils, and other naturally based ingredients, and I want to share those products with you. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can hit the faves page on my website it's safe, EU approved, and clinically tested by third parties. So essentially, robustness approved. Now back to the show. Well, 
we can get into this. And, you know, I'm going to preface this by saying I, I am almost 47. So some of the things that have happened to me could have been just because I'm getting older, right? I'm going to, I'm just going to put that out there. However, the nature of things that happened to me and, and I've smelled, you know, like I smelled, um, I smell body odor a lot and I'll check my own pits and it's not me. And I have, I would be sitting in my office and I would smell cookies baking in the kitchen. And I would be like, what is happening? You know, like, I'm like, is the oven on or something? So I'll go out there. I don't smell it. I come back in here. I smell it. I will check. There are no, you know, cookies, candles or anything in my, in this whole room because, because of that. But you came to visit and in the course of like this 2023 has been a very rough year. I, in my season one, I did talk about like losing my tooth, but the fact that, you know, I moved in here last January, my bones were all fine in my mouth. And then within like a six, it it was almost like a three month period because I had gotten x-rays taken, um, in between cleanings, my bone degraded enough to where a cyst attached to the tooth. Uh, the front tooth and pushed it out. And like that, you know, my periodontist and my dentist were like, that is so odd that it would happen that quickly. And then, you know, I've had to get hearing aids because my tinnitus is so loud. I've had, I mean, all of these things, I, you know, ruptured three discs in my back falling out of a tub. I mean, I'm a, you know, a pretty fit person, you know, I, I just like things like that have been just absolutely insane. And so, um, you know, I think I look at the house and like where I'm at and you came out to visit and I, you said something like, I don't know, you're smelling something weird. And I said, yeah, I I keep smelling body odor. And you're like, yeah, Robert, Bob, is is there a Robert? And I was like, oh my gosh. And it just clicked like my cousin on my dad's side. So my aunt Duran is um, my dad's sister and my mom's side, my cousin Bobby had passed away and I had been thinking about reaching out to his daughter because she graduated high school. She had just lost her mother and, um, you know, she was adorable. I loved her when we were, you know, when she was a kid, but I moved away and I wasn't around to, you know, be able to get to know her like I would want to. And so, um, I kept thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to reach out to her. But I thought, you know, is it, is she going to think it's weird? Like she's a teenager and I'm like some old lady that, you know, she doesn't even know. (laughs) So all of that, but all of that to say, you know, you, you mentioned Bobby and I took that and instantly made the association because when he, when he, we were growing up, he would work out a lot and he would stick his, my head right in his armpit. Cause he would smell coming home for the gym. Miracle. That's the only thing that he probably could think of to that. I would know it was him. Right. Yes. And then to make that association with calling his daughter who I have, and I've been able to like start building a beautiful relationship with her. Um, yeah. I haven't smelled it since. I mean, outside of myself when I'm out, you know, like I actually have bio, <laughs> but like, I haven't smelled that smelled randomly since then. So in my head, I think, okay, that's probably my sign that, you know, he wanted me to make that connection and just get over myself and do it, you know, yeah, that's it. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, similarly, one morning I got up and I started to smell smoke and I was like, <gasps> it's like, oh my God, smoke. And then it was like, okay, hang on, hang on. It's cigarette smoke. Ooh, weird. You don't yes. smoke. No, I don't. <laughs> I do not. And, but my parents did and other family members did. And I was getting a cup of coffee. And when we were younger, we always get my mom and dad coffee. And suddenly I looked at the date, December 18th. It was my dad's birthday. birthday. Smell of smoke, coffee. I just took a moment and I said, happy birthday, dad. Thanks Aww. for dropping in. And then did you start bawling? Because that's what I would have done. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just had a good cup of coffee with my yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are kind of a pro like me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I want to go back to your house though, Mary. Yes. So when I had come to your house, the current house, um, you know, there are the word EBGBs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Coming into your house, I was going like, oh my God, good Lord. And uh, I definitely got a clear message. Don't touch this. So to me, why? well, I, you know, first off, um, I personally think you've got some big stuff going on there. Number one, I think that that location is a uh, Native American burial grounds. Okay. That's what I really do. And if I were going to go in there and start really working with that, it would probably take a lot longer. But I think there is more of an underlying situation going on there. And I don't know if they're just really mad that they started building on their burial grounds. But um, when I, I remember all the stress you had, all the things that were happening and when I literally left your house, crossing your threshold, it was as though somebody had punched me in the jaw. And I have never had a jaw problem. I don't have, I don't have that jaw issue. I don't have anything like that at all. I was in pain for several days. Like you was, felt something like punch you in the jaw. It was, it was, it was as though, uh, I didn't even know how to say it. It wasn't like a punch. It was like, oh my God, my jaw was just dislocated. Wow, wow. And it was that way for like three days. I was in so much pain and I was going like. Because you texted me when you left here and you're like, get out. <laughs> and I was like, I know. Run, run. I think the worst feeling ever as a homeowner too. And I slightly feel like responsible if I were to sell this and like, holy cow, I hope nobody listens to this. And then like, I put my house up for sale, but I, I somewhat feel responsible. Like, and I'm doing all the things like we've talked about doing a house clearing and you gave me yeah. some amazing tips because I would not want to pass this energy on to anybody else. Right. I don't want them to like experience the falls and the problems and the finances and all the things that have like hit me this year. Yeah. So like, I know one of the things you told me to do is get um, a thing of iodized salt and walk the perimeter with it of my house. So that is my barrier. Is that what that's called? Like a threshold? Yep. yep. And then um, I had Sage. And so you said like you and Eddie, which is my brother, you obviously know him, um, Sage the house. And mm -hmm. so we, we, I mean, this place like stunk for like a week. I mean, we went in every single corner, I think you said to do and then um, have holy water. And then I, I did the sign of the cross and all like the places spirit could come in, like windows and doors and things like this. Like, is it, was that all I need? Oh, I pictured, um, I was picturing white light when I meditated to yes. coming into my house too. For protection. Uh, I would also say for your house, I would want to speak to the spirits personally, just say, I am so sorry for whatever happened to you in the past. Um, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, in honor of you as the spirit, you know, uh, I'm not here to harm you. I hope you'll take care of me while I'm in this, in this property. Yeah. That's sort well, of, and thing. I never, I never asked permission either. Right. So like mm -hmm. I've, I've seen in other paranormal shows where people will say like, you know, am I, may I live on this property? You know, this is, your oh, there you go. May I, yeah. you know, um, 
And I'm so tempted to be like, if that's what I should say, turn off that light. Cause that, you know, like that's what people want is that instant gratification. Right. Um, and if you're on YouTube, you can see, like, I'm like, I have lights everywhere. Um, but you know, you're going to make me, you're going to make me go to another story. Can I tell you a story? Yes. I would love oh, that. I would love oh my that. God. This is, this is an amazing story. I wrote about it in one of my newsletters and, um, and this lady said, I, I read the best story. And I looked at her and she goes, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> so, so one day, Uncle Al had come home from work. And it was one of the hottest sweltering days. And we did not have an air conditioner. And I just purchased this book that I just found recently yeah. called Fairies. And I used to belong to the Double Day Book Club. That was something a long time ago. I was so excited when that book came in, Mayor. I ended up saying to Uncle Al, I said, do you want me to read to you? And he Aww. goes, I would love it. And we had a fan on us. So we laid, he, he laid across the bed. I laid next to him. And it was very interesting because in this book, there was a page that looked like there was an incantation. What's and that? and yeah, it, okay. incantation is, uh, is like a, a prayer, like, a, like ingredients to a spell. That okay. sort of thing. Okay. So I sat there and to make it even more interesting, I used an Irish brogue. Okay. So I sat there. You are an actress. I mean, I can get, I will give that to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I I did this uh, incantation with, in the Irish brogue and I, it suddenly came off to me. I said, Alan, wouldn't it be funny if I had powers? And I said, fan, turn off. <laughs> and it turned off. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sat up and he said, he said, it's got to be electricity. I, know. I said, I said, probably, I said, fan, turn on. It turned on. No, it did not. Oh my God. We ran for it. Ran. So <laughs> I would run out of there so fast. <laughs> oh my God. We ran downstairs. I think we blew past Terry and Christine when they were coming up the stairs. Oh my God. <laughs> out of here. Oh my God. That is hilarious. So yeah, sometimes oh. those things do happen. We've got all these amazing spirits that are out here. Some of them are out here to help us. Our spirit guides are angels. They are just amazing. I've got some fabulous spirit guides. They show me what stores to go into to shop, mm. which is well, a so true, true story. If somebody doesn't know what a spirit guide is, can you explain what that is? Yes. So the difference between spirit guides and angels, you have a different level of consciousness that um, have worked so hard as spirit guides to come down here and guide each and every one of us, okay? We have a main spirit guide or an angel that's born with us, you know, that comes throughout our entire life, travels with us. Then we have, let's say if you have an issue with love, then you're gonna have a spirit guide that's gonna work with you until you figure it out. And then once you've got that figured out, then they'll go on because their job is done. Then if you have financial issues, you've got another spirit guide that's gonna help you with that. Oh, he and I need to talk. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> no, you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have had, I had one day when it was, it was just the sweetest story. I was going, um, we were supposed to be camping out with a friend, Mary and Bill. And Aunt Cindy and Uncle George had this tent that they loaned out to everybody. And Cindy said, I could have that tent for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then when I called her for it on a Friday, she said, oh, George just gave it to my brother, John. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, that's, that's our weekend trip. Yeah. So I called my husband. I had $45 in my pocket. And, and Al said, well, I guess that's it. I called my friend, Mary. She said, 
we're going on the vacation anyway without you. (laughs) 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 Tough luck for you. And it's like, no problem. So I was frustrated and I just started driving. I was going to go to Aldi's. I figured to go pick up groceries for the weekend. And uh, suddenly I, I found myself at a garage sale. Now you have, now this is how, you know, spirit guides and angels are working with you. I'm mad. Yeah. Right. And then I go, I have no idea how I stopped, why I pulled in. I'm yeah. like, what am I doing here? Right. So now there's an internal argument going on. Cause you were so, going to all these to grab groceries was, and all of a sudden was, you're at a garage sale. Yeah. And I'm upset that I have no tent. Right. So I then pull in and I'm going like, it's like, what are you doing here? So I'm like, okay, give me the connect Four game, $2 and 50 cents. Fine. Thank you. Let's get to the store. Now I'm on the road again. Next thing I know, swear to God, as God is my witness, I'm in an alley by a yard sale. What? Now I'm going like, what? Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting here. I'm like, what am I doing here? So I heard, get out. I'm okay. like, okay. So I got out and I don't, don't misunderstand me. I love garage sales and you know, yeah. that's so I'm walking around the whole perimeter and I'm going like, okay, fine. Nothing's here. And they're like, look again. And I'm like, and so people have laughed at me when I've said this, I'm going around the whole yard. Tables are all over the place. And then I get to the front where the girl has her little, her little cash box and they're like, look up, dummy. <laughs> That's what they yelled at me. And I'm going like, oh, I looked up and there was a tent behind the woman that was completely, you know, put up. Yeah. The price of $45 on Oh my it. gosh. You can't even be serious right <laughs> I now. I'm like, please. I'm like, you guys are cracking me up. So I said to her, I said, by any chance, would you take $42.50? And she goes, Positively not. It's forty. It's forty-five dollars. You're like, shoot. Do you want to? What is the Connect Four game? Can I sell you a Connect Four game? <laughs> so I ended up going ahead and saying, "Here is my money, forty-two fifty. Hold on to it. That tent is mine. I'll be back with two dollars and fifty cents." Oh my god! I've got the best spirit guides and angels ever. They, oh. they, I can I have so many stories about where they've taken me, how they've shown me things. It's amazing. So you I have think, to develop a relationship with them though, really. Yeah. I feel like moving into this place and going through what I went through this year, like I have developed that because I, um, even just this week, like there was a day I had like an hour, it was like my lunch hour. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to run up and grab my dry cleaning because I just, I feel like I just need to grab that. And I don't know why there's like a Harris Teeter next to it, which is a grocery store out here. And so I was like, well, I can run in there and get some zucchini because I didn't have any vegetables for the night. And, um, and then I, I literally got in the car and everything and I just heard, don't go. And I didn't like, I don't hear audible, but I just kept feeling like, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. And I was like, dude, it's like one hour. I could just go quick. And I have no idea what could have happened. Maybe nothing. Yeah. But all I know was. I felt like so strongly that I shouldn't go that I physically got out of the car, went back in the house and worked through my lunch hour and went at the end of the day. Cause I don't, I I mean, it was one of those things where you don't, I don't know, but I also didn't want to take the chance. Like Carter's here by himself. Nobody knows I'm leaving, you know, like that could have, who knows? It could have been a car accident. I have no idea. But all I know is when I went to go later that night, I felt great. 
you yeah. know, like, yep, yeah, go time, get them, yep. you know? Perfect. And so. you listened and you listened, Mayor. A lot of people don't. I do, I do psychic house parties on a pretty regular basis. And one day, uh, this young lady, I don't know, she was in her teens. She came in and she goes, hi, Joanne. And I said, hi. I said, your friends are going to come over later. I said, they're going to ask you to go out with them tonight. Do not go. I said, they're going to have a car accident. And she was like, really? And I said, yes. I said, please don't go with them. Yeah. So thank, I always say thank you when you guys listen. She didn't go. She called me later and said they had a car accident. Now I had seen her twice and the same thing happened, Marriott. And, and I said, oh my God. And I said, oh, <laughs> I said, your friends are going to call you up and ask you out again tonight. And this was like, like a year or two in between. Yeah. I said, I'm getting, please don't go. Yeah. He said, I think they're in the accident again tonight. Different friends. She didn't go. Same thing happened. I wonder if like she, cause I mean, it, I will say that like, I was always skeptical and like, I would hear, I would, I didn't really know what they meant. And like, it was more like, okay, I'll just pray to God. And like, hopefully God will tell me. And, and like, I, I think of it as like, that's part of the Holy Spirit's job is to like Amen. get you to tell you what's going and to give you those feelings and the visions and things like that. And I know, I think it's hard because a lot of people, I mean, there's several passages in the Bible where it says, don't talk to mediums. But then yeah. I also know, you know, I have um, a family member that's very, very devout Christian and she has visions and she has these, you know, she will hear things giving her guidance on like what to do and what to not do, just yes. kind of like your story. And yes. so, I mean, I, I know you as to be an incredibly spiritual, God loving, God fearing woman. And so when people feel like that, like what, how do you combat that? Cause I imagine like having that data sent to you all the time about people and things. And I'm sure, I mean, we've been in places where you're like, Oh, just saw something I you know, hold on. I'm going to tell somebody something, you know? And like, yeah. like, I know you feel compelled to tell somebody, but like, how do you combat that? Where it's like people accuse you of not being of God in these messages. Cause I can't imagine it wouldn't be if something's protecting me. Well, first off, I wanted to be a nun when I was younger. Very Catholic. I remember this. Wanted to be a nun. And and I remember that, of course, then love got in the way, right? Yeah. Then. So, um, do you so know that funny. that's side side note? Um, my grandmother on my my mom's mom, mm -hmm. I think was in the same position. She wanted to be a nun. And yeah. then my grandfather like stepped in and then they had eleven kids. And you know, her like that I think her dad was so <laughs> mad at him or something because he wanted her to be a nun. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> You know, for me with it, it's, um, I had that head injury. I started seeing things before they'd happen. And the very Wait, first time. Back up. Tell me about the head injury. I don't remember this. Oh, so, uh, when I was younger, I had a crush on a little boy and the neighbor and, um, and I, and I won't say his name okay. <laughs> and, um, but he was a little cutie. Anyway, I, this is what I can tell you. Kids are just silly and kids don't know what they're doing. They really don't. So I ended up going ahead and uh, he said to me this one day, he goes, Hey, he goes, Joy, I've got something to show you. And I'm like, I'm like, you do, you know, right. And we were just little kids. Yeah. And he goes, come on, it's in Roxanna's backyard. And I'm like, okay. So I followed him in the backyard and just like at that, 
a yard sale. It wasn't tables. It was all the kids from school mm. were lined up around the whole backyard. So apparently they knew this young man had something in mind. Well, his name was Eric. I won't say the last name. Yeah. Eric had something in mind. And I guess he was telling people. So suddenly I'm sitting here going like, okay, not quite sure what's going on. I said, would you want to show me? And he had a bat and he hit me ahead. He hit me in the head with a bat. So I, I couldn't tell you. All I know is that little kids sometimes don't think adults don't think. Right. So this guy could be a serial killer right now though. Well, (laughs) we're hoping not. I mean, I feel like that's kind of where it all starts, right? I mean, oh, that's we're hoping that no idea. Yeah, so we're hoping that something happened that, oh no, I've got a series of events that happened because of that head injury. I literally got one of my first spirit guides that actually jumped onto me to protect me at that moment. But I didn't see that for years and years and years until I was under hypnosis one day and it was then this showed up. But the point of the matter is what happens is a lot of people that have psychic abilities, they have some sort of uh, injury of some sort. Yeah, I've heard that. Yep, a head injury, stuff like that. It actually changes the way you see things. I had grand mal seizures disorder for years. And uh, and I've shared that with people for years. So it just changed things in my life. And um, And I had said, what I was starting to tell you was that I am so much into God and I always have been. I had such a strong connection with Jesus Christ and stuff. And um, when I went for my first reading and I was like, no. And then it was like, it feels right. Like I'm supposed to do this. It's like, no. And it's like, no, but I'm supposed to do this. I know I am. So that's that inner turmoil, that inner struggle. So I went in for the first reading. What I told people is like, look, if God wants to tell me something, he's going to tell me himself. I don't need some sort of psychic to go right. ahead. So now I'm a professional psychic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> over 40 years. Yeah. So I totally believe when we talk about Holy Spirit, you know, I do believe in the Holy uh, Triune and that's God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And I believe that God speaks through each and every one of us. Like even right now, Myriad, the things that you might be saying might be impacting people. So they're either getting a healing, they're getting a blessing, they're getting knowledge and information that you've passed on. That's like any one of us. Like I said, when I've been with you, it's like, you know what? I feel like I'm supposed to tell that person something, Yeah. you know, and there are many people that even in our daily lives, we have these personal angels that we meet and you might, they say a season, a reason, or a lifetime when we have people in our lives. And it could be just one person coming up to you and saying one thing. Yeah. And it completely alters the directory of your life. So I completely believe that I had to pray and pray and pray and pray because of my strong Catholic belief system structure that I had that was so anchored in that I was more religious than I was spiritual from a long time ago, still spiritual, but there's a big difference between being uh, trapped in a certain set of belief systems that don't give you any freedom yeah. versus exploring your own spirituality. And that's, that's really what I'm here to help people do too. Yeah. I mean, you've helped me tremendously. Like, I just don't know that I had, I, I think I was so skeptical partly because of my Christian faith that, yeah, you know, like I, 
could this be evil or could this be bad? And then I, I got to thinking, I mean, I, I studied a lot of things. I actually, one of um, William Shatner's Unexplained is a show. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It's like un and then X, there's no EX. Yes. Um, so I could never find it, but <laughs> yeah, but it's called the mysteries of the Bible. And like, that was such an interesting show to me to like hear things in Hebrew and how it could be interpreted. And, you know, I started really like leaning into, um, kind of what it all meant to me. And I, and I said, gosh, you know, the things that I have heard and the things that I have not listened to, I have always gotten hurt in some form or fashion or had a setback or something. And I'm like, it's so funny to me that I will hear like, don't go. And I was yeah. like, no, I'll go anyway. Cause I know better, but, oh. but it took a, a few things happening to me like that I just didn't listen to my intuition or my gut or my spirit guide, whatever you want to call it. I feel like they're all the same thing. Yeah. But it's like when I do listen to it, it's like things fall into place that I could have never dreamed would have been as great. You know, like, yeah, I have big dreams, but like some of the things that have fallen in place, I'm like, gosh, I wouldn't have even thought to think that big, you know? Yes. So I feel like that's how you know. Um, I don't know. I think I feel like that that's kind of how you can interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and there are many ways that people have of their personal relationship with God, yeah. the universe, our creator, and, and not any one of them is wrong. There's one destination, many, many, many different paths. Yeah. And we always want to honor each other's different ways of how we are, how we've come to know God, you know, it karmically, when we think about it, we all choose as a highly evolved spiritual beings to come into this planet, which is called the school, so we can learn our lessons and continue to evolve our for soul evolution. Yeah. And we choose what family we're going to be born into. We choose what religion we're going to be born into and the lessons that we're going to have. And some of them might be hard. Some of them might be easy, you know, but we don't know. Walk a mile in my shoes, right? Yeah. That's the saying. So we judge not lest you be judged. And there are so many great gifts to be had. You even see some of the people that we would think that are financially struggling, but they're happy and mm -hmm. happy and happy and grateful and gracious. And then people that have so much money. So money's not the answer, yeah. right? Yeah. But what is your connection to universal unconsciousness? Who are you as a spiritual being? Mm -hmm. You know, and the one thing I, I always remember saying is remember who you are. Yeah. Remember who you are and you will be led. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be opened. It's like that authentic self that people, um, you know, kind of look for and long for, and it could be right in front of you. You're just not listening for it. Yes, totally. totally. Um, well, not to get back to moving and things like that, but I think it's important to talk about when you go into, I mean, I, I was just at a moving conference and I was speaking to movers and uh, I think I texted you that I was going to do that. Um, and it was interesting because I definitely had this, you know, there were five stereotypes that I brought up onto the, onto the, um, the script. And it was interesting because like looking at some of the people around the room, you knew that they really wanted, you know, to be good at their job and create raving fans and they wanted to serve their community. And so, you know, I, I, as I was thinking about like, how could you approach this? And I, we ended up talking about it from a, a social media content, like here's five stereotypes that you can, you know, not, you know, you can like, um, I'm trying to think of the words, like you can overcome because you can tell them you're not that guy. And one of the things I coach when I'm actually telling somebody how to pick movers is like, 
If you get three bids and those three people come to your house and do an assessment, which is what you want them to do so they can take inventory and weigh it and, you know, give you a good, accurate description and estimate. Mm -hmm. But like if you if you have three people that are equally good and one gives you the creeps, don't hire them. You know, totally. like that's the the spirit guide. That's the like listening to your gut. And that's the kind of stuff that I feel like people don't often look at from a spiritual perspective. But really, if we're talking about like the energies that you're bringing into a house, you know, even if you found a new house and you really liked it and you chose that mover, that guy is bringing that energy into the house. And that creeps me out, too. You know, yes. 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 But like when you when you go to find a new rental or a house, like, is there anything that you can do like to see if it would be a good fit for you, like the energy and like how it feels. And like, I don't know that you could like determine whether it's haunted or not when you move in or when you're viewing it, but like, I don't know what to look for. So that's a vibe. That's a, that's a real good question. Uh, actually a lot of people call me up and ask me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I will most likely bring you on the walkthrough. Yes, (laughs) for sure. So, um, when I knew that I was moving into Indiana from Illinois. I ended up, um, I mean, and it was, it was just great. I knew that I had to have a certain uh, number. So the telephone number had to be in that area. Yep. And I also knew the name of the city and believe it or not. I'm laughing because that's such a big deal in Chicago. I don't think anybody anywhere else in the country that I've lived has been like, oh, I got a 704 and not an 813. But it's funny because yes. like in Chicago, if you're not a 312, a 708 or a 773, like you're an outsider. And that's so that's that, why I'm that's laughing. That. That's all your choices are. So go on. Sorry. You had two, two four, whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. So I knew that I had to have that phone number. I knew it had to be in this one city because when I drove in here, down Main Street, I became so refreshed. It was like, uh, oh, sanctuary. God. Yeah. It was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. And then I kept looking for houses and looking for houses. And finally, believe it or not, my street is like on the four way corner of like two or three different. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> different gosh. Areas. Yeah. But it still says Crown Point, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So that's where I had to go. Found my house. Thank God, it's a beautiful home. And under going under some changes, as a matter of fact, right now. Yep. And um, and I think the thing, Marriott, is to really listen to your intuition, because I would I would love to share a little uh, extension of a moving right. Yeah. Yeah. So because my my house right now is um going through some changes, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got to have some reconstruction done there. So I'm in a temporary uh, different location right now. And what's really amazing is my spirit guides told me, you're not safe here. And I'm like, what? And they said, you are not safe here. There were flashing lights. There were, and it was like, oh my God. Okay. What's going on here? Not only, not only that, because we know, and this is so fun about the move. I woke up one morning and the closet door was open. I close all my doors. Yeah. So the closet door was open. Another time my towel was on the floor. I'm sorry. I fold my tower com- towel every time completely in half. Yeah. I, stood I think there I with- talked to you that morning when you were like, <laughs> yeah. you will not believe this. My towel's on the floor. On the floor. I was like, okay, did it fall? Like, what's the big deal? How could it fall? Could right. It fall? Yeah. So I had to stand there and I inched, inched, inched it up. 
until it was so far to the point where it had to fall by itself. I would never put my towel on a rack like that. It's always even. Yeah. So that's what you need to know about Aunt Jill. Things have to be even for yes. me. Yes. And um, and then and then the gas was on the other day. Just saying. I mean, these could be little things, but what happened was uh the washer and dryer were going on again, off again. And when the spirits kept saying, You are not safe here, you are not safe here. It's a family member um, that I'm actually renting this house from, from right now. And uh, I told them, I said, you really need to come here and check this out. I'm actually videotaping your lights flashing. And it was suggested that they call the city, not just have the electrician out three times as they yeah. did, but uh, the city came out and they were like, oh man, you are really very lucky. And it's like, well, what? <laughs> What's going what on? happened? Yeah. They said the electrical box, because this was a newly uh, rehabbed house, the electrical box outside had part of it where it was getting ready to start on fire. <gasps> oh my gosh. True story. Oh my gosh. So, that's insane. Yeah. So after that was fixed, which it was fixed immediately that day, because they it was illegal to put the box back, the meter back on. Oh. Um, there haven't See, been lost for darkness. <laughs> So there hasn't been any other problems except for, you know, the towels and, you know, yeah. so if I've got somebody, I've got to sit here and go into a powwow and have communication with, yeah. if I, I think maybe, maybe was, maybe the gas, maybe that was me. I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe Zeus, you know, Zeus been my dog, he wanted something to eat, started, you know, to cook. I don't know. She's got this beautiful white German shepherd that just like, she he saunters across a room. He's just so like, oh, regal. He, beautiful he dog. is beautiful. He is yes. beautiful. But on the moving things, getting back to that question, yeah. um, there's a lot of things you can do. I always say uh, in my prayers, I always ask God to bring me to the right location mm. because I don't always know. Right. And I know there have been times where in moving, I actually have put money down in a house, wanting the house very badly. But I also looked at it and said, I'm going to have to cut out those windows. They're not big enough for me. I'm going to have to put in new windows. You know, I don't like the color. I'm going to have to do this. I don't like this, but I really like the house. I really yeah. want the house. And then suddenly buys it out. Somebody else buys it out from underneath me. Yeah. And then the right house comes along. So for your listeners, just make sure that if you don't get a house, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Be okay with it. You know, again, talk to your spirit guides, angels, talk to... I, you know, I always talk to God, my spirit guides, my angels, I do prayer work. Um, and I'm always asking God to bring me to the right location, put me where I need to be. That's what I yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you saved, you know, I know who you're renting it from. You saved him from his house potentially burning down when it was, you know, it was vacant because he was just about to sell it. Right. So nobody would have been in it. The house could have started on fire and burned down as well. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah. So spirits are there to help you. They're I almost, I you. almost think sometimes it's them like in her head saying like, are those good blinds? Hmm. And then like putting that in our ear. So we're like, Kimmy and Hawk, cause you know, we're going to do that. Like, especially women we're like, you know, I really didn't like the backsplash. It kind of looks terrible. Like all of a sudden I have this like inner dialogue and that is when someone else comes in and scoops in and takes something from me or that's right. Uh, that's right. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could talk forever. I know that this is oh, typically uh, about a 30 minute show and I think we're over almost an hour, but oh my um, 
Do you have any good last minute stories? And then we'll kind of close it out and, uh, you know, we can tell people where to find you. I do. So on about, and this is right moving because this is your show. Yeah. So uh, people will call me to do house blessings or, you know, house clearings. And I had this one, one of my uh, customers call me, one of my clients. She goes, Jorianne, she goes, I've tried selling my house for the longest time. It's just not selling. What should I do? I said, well, I can come over. I can find out what's going on. I can do a clearing on your house. And she said, how soon can you get yeah, here? Yes. <laughs> so I got over there. <laughs> and when I do that, I have to walk around. I normally have a tape recorder with me. And uh, of course, I bring my Bible, holy water, you know, prayers, meditations, everything. And when I got there, I said, oh, my God. I said, did your husband die? And she goes, yes. And I said, okay, well, there's the problem. Uh, I got to be able to have a complete conversation with this gentleman. And he said, she's not selling that house. I said, I have to ask you, did you guys have any marital problems when you guys were together before he died? She goes, yes, we did. I said, man, is he, man, is he mad? So he said, she's not selling that house. He goes, I worked on it so much. He goes, I don't want anyone else to have this house. And plus he was still mad at her. So I had the opportunity to really sit here and do literally it's like marriage counseling because I can hear him. She could not. Mm -hmm. So I got to have them both have a conversation together. They reconciled their differences. I was able to cross him over onto the other side where he belonged. Otherwise he was stuck in the house. Yeah. And he was not letting anyone take this house. So based on, I've got goosebumps right now, <laughs> based on that, because that's when you get goosebumps, that's always spiritual validation. So uh, as soon as I was able to let him know things were okay, she was really sorry. She apologized to him. Um, they actually left, they parted friends oh. and then he, he was able to cross over and the house sold in two weeks. See, and that's a story right there. For anybody that's skeptical of psychics, because you probably knew things that you would, you didn't even know she was married, much less that she had a husband who died. Yeah. Right. And, and he's telling you things to tell her that resonated in that moment for yeah. her enough to be able to have a dialogue back. Right. So that's to probably. me, that's like, you're being channeled through. How is that possible if it's not real? Like, and yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I, there's a lot of skeptics out there, but I will say that for, you know, what you do and how you do it, I am so grateful and having like the places that I've lived to be able to have you <laughs> to come in and help me, um, in those situations. So I, I very much obviously believe it, but, um, you know, for those that, um, maybe are skeptical, like start listening, you know, tuning in and just being aware. I think self-awareness goes a long way. And, you know, if you get a bad feeling about something, don't do it. If you get a good feeling about something, experiment. Like you are the experiment, right? And so when we are thinking about moving somewhere, like I've I've done this several times and I I am thinking of a specific move where I knew in my gut I didn't, I probably shouldn't go, right? Yeah. Yeah. It ultimately did lead me here to Charlotte. But at the same time, like I kind of wish I would have listened to that because I would have been in Chicago near my family during the pandemic, whereas at this place I wasn't, you know, and like little things like that, when you're going to pick a place, like 
your gut matters. Yeah. I don't think people really lean into that enough. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to mention one more thing too. Yeah. The Bible has many, many gifts in it for people to listen to. Okay. And when I was looking at really asking God, should I be here in my dream? Uh, I was told to open the Bible after I had gotten a couple of uh, uh, writings that I had to do in the middle of the night because the spirits woke me up. To yeah, oh, no. <laughs> Get out That's to annoying. This. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, they led me to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 12, 13, which is titled Spiritual Gifts. The writings that I had done was almost identical. No way. As a Catholic, we were taught, don't read the Bible. This pre the priests are going to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. And so when I had gotten that information again, you know, they say this two and more you two shall be able to do. That's what Christ had said. But in Corinthians 12, 13, it does talk about spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So all of the spiritual gifts that we all have, we're born with those. And for people to learn how to listen, like you, Mayor, there's, you know, you had said that, you know, you, you wish that you had listened, but I think God's got a plan for you. And there's a reason for you to be in that house. And it might be for you to bless that land, bless that property. We don't know, but there is a reason for that. And every time we encounter a little upset, it's an opportunity for a great, great growing experience. I will, I will say on that note, that particular house, um, the couple that bought it from me, they, as I, I ended up from the minute I interviewed to the time I moved, it was like three weeks. Wow. And when I listed my home, uh, I had three offers within like, you know, five hours. Yeah. And the Gorgeous one that house. I, yeah, the one that I accepted wasn't the highest one. It was the first one. And it was a pastor and his wife that said, we are looking to move. Um, we've been looking for a house like this in a neighborhood like oh. this with people our age. And awesome. yeah. And I mean, they basically said like, you know, we're probably not going to be the highest, but we're the ones that is going to, you know, we're, we feel we're meant to be in this house. And I was like, holy yes. cow. And I, and I felt that too. When I read it, I, I resonated with it. I mean, granted the next highest bid was only a couple thousand dollars, but I was like, no, I feel like I'm being led to give this to them, you yes. know? So, and so, and, and they're still there, you know, I mean, it was great. It was only yeah. a couple of years ago, but like, yep. you know, that's to me, there's, there's something in things being easy with a yeah. move. I mean, look at Eddie coming back from Arizona. I'm going to have him on the podcast and we're going to talk about it at one point in time, but he moved from Sedona to Phoenix and he really didn't want to move there. Cause he, he did. I mean, Sedona is beautiful. Yeah. And he really didn't want to move there, but he wanted to be closer to his best friend from growing up and literally everything was hard about that move. Like his, um, you know, that what's that thing underneath the car that everybody steals that like tiny, um, Oh gosh, has, I can't remember what it's called, but he had that stolen sensor? the what the CO2 sensor. No, it's like that little piece of copper or something that they're stealing oh, that like they can get money for. I, there's a lot of thieves that do that. I guess I can't remember what it's called. It'll come to me at some point, probably as soon as we stop recording, it will come to me. Um, but no, but like he had that stolen. He like his house was like only 400 square foot. That was the only thing we could find. And like, it just was such a hard, hard move. And he didn't want to do it anyway. And then fast forward a couple, literally only a couple months his best friend's wife's mom got ill and they moved back to Chicago. So he again was, you know, didn't have his friend there. So mm -hmm. like that was so hard. And then we, um, 
he mentioned me coming, you know, maybe I should look at Chicago, uh, Charlotte. And then all of a sudden they had two um, spots open in Charlotte, three actually. And then, you know, like I came out here and my cousin just happens to be a real estate agent. And he was like, wow. hey, you know, like all of these things just fell into place. And then he came out to visit. And then all of these things just fell into place for him. You know, so it's like, I look at that and I'm like, gosh, you really like, it's such an amazing, I don't even know how to, like, there is a bigger plan, but I don't know where I was going with this. It just is like, there's so many cool things that I feel like when it really feels hard, yeah, you don't have to not go all together, but just stop right there. Maybe it's not the right time. Like, listen to that intuition, because totally. if it is meant for you to move into a house, albeit haunted, like maybe I'm the only one that could have tolerated all the stuff that's happening in here. And I'm yes. holding it for the next owner, you know, who will love the heck out of this house and live it forever. Um, you know, it, it, it should be easy and it should feel right. And, and going with that is such a big deal. And, and part of the reason I wanted to have you on the phone is, or on the, oh my gosh, my dad's calling your brother. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a sign. Um, but I mean, like having that feeling of like, yes, this is how it's supposed to go down. I, I want that for everybody. So, and look um, at how amazing, I just want to say this too. Look at how many spiritual experiences you have had in this house. And if there was a time where you were questioning, is this real? Yeah. Has this altered your perception being in this house, knowing most undoubtedly that the spirit world is real and they are interacting with you? You might not like the things that are happening, but but you can honestly say it's real. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, it'll, gu- it'll guide you. Yep. I think we're yep. all meant to be guided. Some of us totally. learn later in life. Through <laughs> <laughs> the world so, of facts, I'll tell you. Uh, I know, right? Well, I need to get you out of here because you have a radio show. Uh, you do a radio mm. show every single Thursday night at 8 p.m. Mm. Central, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so tell me, tell me more about that show, and then where people can find you on either social media or your website. Okay, so it's called Your Psychic Connection with Jory and the Coffee Psychic. So people can call and they can get one free psychic question answered. And I, again, will take my coffee cup <laughs> you got and, the coffee. I, and I pour my cream into it and I'm able to look and see, you know, what the images are saying. And then, of course, uh, I do a little with the tarot cards. So uh, it's at uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash Jory and the Coffee Psychic Thursday night at eight o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, they can check me out at coffeepsychic.com. I'm having my website redone right now. Oh, and are you? Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. And uh, also the Coffee Psychic on Facebook, either Coffee Psychic or Jory and the Coffee Psychic on awesome. Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of feedback on this one and I cannot wait. Maybe we'll have you on a second time and we'll just go through questions. We'll make it kind of a thing because I, um, I feel like we could talk for hours. And in fact, we have many times when you're exactly. driving back from parties and things like that. So I adore you. I love you so much. And thank you so much for being on my show. Okay. Big hugs. Okay. Love you. Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. And making time for me, you're making time for future you, and we're both grateful. 
If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. In return, if you go to my website, marriottsonthemove.com, and register for the Monday Mailer, I'll send you a free Fred workbook to get your journey started. This is also where you can find all the show notes and all the ways to get in touch with me. A special thanks goes out to Rogue Media for its wisdom and partnership. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Oh, and the legal stuff. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am a certified coach, not a licensed therapist, and this is not meant to replace the professional advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals. This is solely my perspective based on my own experience and training. Okay, now it's over. For reals. Bye for now. Bye.